Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master along with Corey Johnson. We're going to take a look at uh, kind of the rotation we've seen uh, in the market, specifically, Corey, what's happened to the Trump trade. We saw a bunch of sectors rallying after his uh, election, but uh, they've come undone a little bit. Yeah, although we still got the market up, you know, 15 yes. percent since the election. So we'll we'll take a look at that and sort of see what has come undone and what's still holding together. But first, let's get the very latest in business news headlines from our Bloomberg News anchor, Charlie Pellet. All right. I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. It is a down day, a down Tuesday on Wall Street here. Stocks pulling back from records. Crude oil slipping to a 10-month low on concern. The global supply glut will persist. The dollar rose as Fed officials continue to reiterate a moderately hawkish stance on monetary policy. And now the numbers from the close of floor trading at the NYMEX. And it is brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit uscfinvestments.com. That's uscfinvestments.com. July WTI crude futures settling at 43.23 a barrel. Gold down 280 the ounce to 1243, a drop there of two tenths of one percent. The tenure up 830 seconds at yield 2.16 percent. S&P down 1130 now to 2442, down five tenths of one percent. Nasdaq down 32, a drop there of five tenths of one percent. And the Dow Jones and Industrial average is down uh, 29 points, a drop there of 0.1%. And just updating you on the price of crude, as we mentioned, uh, crude oil did move lower, closing in a bear market down 21% from its peak back in February. A Bloomberg exclusive, we sat down with Cheryl Sandberg. She's the chief operating officer of Facebook. My job every day is to work on growing Facebook, helping more people use Facebook and Instagram and Messenger and WhatsApp. More people get value from the products and services and more businesses. And I feel like as a business leader, if I focus on our business, that's where my focus needs to stay. And Facebook shares, they're down two-tenths of one percent. Again, recapping equities lower here. The S&P down 11, a drop there of five-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that is a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. This is Bloomberg Markets. Carl Master, Corey Johnson, we are Bloomberg Radio. She's come undone She didn't know what she was headed well, has the Trump trade come undone? Ravi Malik joins us right now as a portfolio manager with SSI Investment Management. And uh, Ravi, you know, when uh, we first saw the uh, election of Donald Trump, the markets uh, instantly rallied with expectations of economic growth, tax cuts, um, uh, uh, rapid cutting of regulations, um, uh, and lots of legislation to be passed. We haven't seen all that, uh, uh, in, but yet the market's still up about 15% since then. Yes, it's been interesting. Uh, there's been a complete unwinding of the Trump trade, and it's been uh, it's, it's like a coil string almost at this point. Uh, so, you know, if you think about it, even before the election, there had been an improvement in the economic expectations. Economic surprises were on the upswing, but it really took off after the election uh, as people thought that there would be a quantum jump in economic growth. Um, as a result of fiscal stimulus, deregulation, and infrastructure spending. But what's been very interesting is that from the time of the inauguration, ironically, 
the trade started to come unwound, and now it has not just unwound, but has over un- over unwound. Well, if I take a look, and I ran some numbers off the Bloomberg, um, election to inauguration day, financials, telecom, energy were your top three performing groups. Financials were up 20% in that time frame. Telecom services up about 14%. Energy was up almost 11%. Inauguration day to today, and this is based on the S&P 500 major industry groups. Uh, right now we've got energy at the bottom of the pack, 12.6%, but there's a lot of other metrics going on, I think, with energy. Telecom are now down about, uh, telecom services down about 9%. Financials, uh, the fourth worst performing major industry group in the S&P, but they're still up 5.6% today. Uh, and to Corey's point, yeah, we've seen the rotation happen, but the market continues to grind higher. Things are not totally coming undone, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I would say what's happened is that if you, if you looked at what happened uh, from the election to the end of the year, uh, it's the parts of the market that were performing, as you just pointed out, and that was reflected in three things. Uh, one was just the shape of the yield curve. Uh, it got it steepened quite a bit through the end of the year. Uh, secondly, you had this massive outperformance by value sectors. Uh, those are sectors where, you know, um, the relative valuation in terms of sales and earnings and asset values is, is depressed compared with uh, the secular growth sectors. Those sectors are performed. And finally, the dollar spiked on expectations of capital inflows. And what's interesting is that since the election, uh, you've had the yield curve actually get flatter than it was at the time of uh, the election results. You've had value not just unwind the outperformance uh, of 600 basis points, but further underperform by another 600 basis points. And you've had essentially the dollar come back to the level it was at the time of the election. And I think it's, it's uh, basically the market has continued to progress on the back of growth stocks which have taken over the leadership. Um, so it's been one of those cases where as uh, expectations on growth and fiscal policy have come down, people have crowded into sectors, uh, secular growth sectors such as technology and staples on the one hand and income-producing sectors such as utilities on the other hand. Uh, I, I do feel, though, that it has gone pretty far, and actually you've started to see in the last couple of weeks uh, some of that has started to unwind. Today you had a, a policy speech by Paul Ryan, which is quite pertinent in that regard. And I think it's, it's at a point where we are uh, like a coil spring, uh, where uh, the value Wait, sorry, sector... Can I, let me just back you up for a minute. The, the, the Ryan speech, important because why? Because uh, the expectations for policy are... I think at, at uh, an absolute low, and it can only, they have completely gone out of the calculus. So from here, we are just one legislative action away from a move back into the pro-cyclical uh, areas of the market and from a resumption of the Trump trade. It's interesting, too. Uh, um, you know, we had this sell-off of, of the tech stocks uh, for a minute or so, or a couple of days, and then roared right back. And I wonder what you make of of the market sentiment that reflects? Yeah, so, you know, this started about two weeks ago, and actually, if you look at, uh, you know, the, because everyone had piled into tech, the valuations of tech relative to some of the value sectors were kind of an all-time high, uh, almost a multi-year, uh, even multi-decade high, but almost uh, the highest they've been since uh, the Internet bubble of 1999. And, uh, you know, that 
while valuations are nowhere close to where they were in, in that time frame for tech, and there are some secular uh, factors in their favor, uh, I just think that uh, the gap between that sector and, the, let's say, the industrials and financials has grown to a point uh, where it would not take a lot uh, for some of that to start reversing. Uh, I guess we already saw that, too. Yeah. Ravi Malik, thank you very much. Ravi Malik is a portfolio manager, SSI Investment Management. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Corey Johnson and Carol Masser, this is Bloomberg. Let's get a check on your latest World of National News headlines once again. Let's bring in Adrian Mitchell. She is in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Adrian. Carol and Corey, Republicans are trying to get a health care measure ready for a vote as Democrats led by Senator Chuck Schumer slammed GOP leaders for keeping colleagues in the dark. It boggles the mind that the Republican leader is moving forward this way without letting anyone but members of the Republican Senate caucus see the bill. And even many of them have said they haven't seen it. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says Republicans are responding to their constituents. McConnell says the vote to repeal Obamacare could come as early as next week. The company that arranged Otto Warmbier's trip to North Korea says it will no longer take Americans into the country. The 22-year-old has died days after being returned from detention in North Korea in a coma. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein says there will be no justice for him. North Korea will not hold anybody accountable for Otto's death. It's a totalitarian government with no concept of the rule of law. No civil rights, no due process. No justice. Warmbier died in Cincinnati. A coroner in Ohio is investigating his death. The most expensive house race in history is coming to an end with today's special election in suburban Atlanta. Either Republican Karen Hendel or Democrat John Ossoff will get the seat that's been in GOP hands since 1979. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts. I'm Adrian Mitchell. 